Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you on your path of self-discovery, mindfulness, and compassion so that we can draw a roadmap together that will help us align mind and heart. Today's topic is about how we can take a break from our hectic lives. For more information about what I do or about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudsonG, my name, my surname, and G of Gate. Hey, how are you today? What's up? Happy week! And today we're going to talk about something that I hear a lot in my professional practice and in my personal life. You know, phrases like, I'm exhausted, I can't go on like this anymore, I'm overwhelmed, I'm knackered, I have such a long to-do list that I don't know whether I'll make it. And to be honest with you, we are all in this together. Because, after all, stress is the real pandemic. I often think about the amount of pressure we put on our shoulders. We find it so difficult to relax. And I also wonder why we always manage to find the time to meet our deadlines and fulfill our obligations, but we rarely find 10 minutes to meditate or half an hour to do something that nurtures our soul. I can't help comparing our experience with a pressure cooker. We squeeze our chores so much that our boiling temperature rises above normal until we burst. Our human bodies do the impossible and they undergo a lot of stress. So I hope we can start noticing that. And the million dollar question would be how much of what we do is proactive and how much is reactive. In states of stress, like the ones most of us experience, what we do by default is to react. If we have a pile of emails, we reply to them as soon as possible. If we have calls from all fronts, we pick up our mobiles promptly. If someone tells us something that upsets us, we snap at them. We don't give ourselves time. We don't know how to prioritize. It's difficult to discern with that inner feeling of urgency. But what would happen if we developed an inner presence that observed our present experience? What would happen if we took a few seconds to really think or listen before replying? What would happen if we favored what's important and left what can wait for later on? And better yet, what if we could pause and assess what we have to do and what we are feeling with an eagle's view? This perspective is essential to be able to find clarity about our internal or emotional experience and what the outside world demands from us. One of the people I feel the most grateful for and who taught me a lot is Dr. Rick Hansen, a referent in neuroscience. He explains the difference between the responsive brain and the reactive brain. The reactive brain, the amygdala and the brainstem, 
is like the brain of a reptile. It seeks to avoid harm and protect itself. In contrast, the responsive brain, the prefrontal cortex, is the mammalian brain that focuses on rationality and positive rewards. And to explain this to you a little further, when we feel threatened from a child who cries and prevents us from working to someone who cuts us of in traffic, our reactive brain is activated and reacts by fighting or fleeing. This is instinctive and when it happens, stress-related hormones are released. The problem is that after some time, our reactive brain and stress hormones can be really harmful to our physical health. Nevertheless, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. We can learn to respond. Our most lucid essence is capable of recognizing what happens to us, acknowledging our experience without judging it, and choosing how to respond. But this does require training. That pause that we give ourselves between stimulus and response is what gives us power in the here and now, equanimity and inner peace. So it is really worth training ourselves to rewire our brain to be able to respond and not to react. And I want to be honest here. We all have long days where we don't know where to start. We all feel overwhelmed, irritated and strained to a greater or lesser extent. And if it's of any use to you, I was a worried woman. I used to juggle a thousand balls in the air because, I don't know, that gave me a full sense of success. I was killing myself to be able to deal with everything, but as a result... I left my health on the way. And believe me, I suddenly started feeling so tired despite sleeping well, so fatigued after minimal effort and so dizzy that one day on one of my usual walks, something seemed to disconnect inside me and I fell face down on the ground. I promise, it was horrible. The only thing I remember is a couple helping me to get up and discovering I was covered in blood. Awful, really awful. My body gave me signals and I didn't want to see them until I literally fell apart. Fortunately, humans are resilient. As I got up, I thanked the couple who had helped me and I walked slowly back home on my own. And that day I decided that I had to take the bull by the horns and heal myself. I needed to look at my discomfort in the eyes and I needed to see what it had to tell me. And the message was loud and clear. Take a break and put your mind to rest. How can we do this? Well, for starters, breathe deeply. Inhale for several seconds through your nose and exhale until you feel like you've emptied your lungs. Deep breathing calms our agitation and connects us to our present experience. So it's really, really important. Then look at your reality from some perspective. Imagine looking at yourself from, af from afar. You'll discover how it broadens your view on reality. Many times we are so stressed that our vision is narrowed and we only see what we have in front of us. Learn to set boundaries. 
These are signs of self-care. When you say what you can and can't do, you are trusting and respecting your health above everything else. Then, meditate, pray or contemplate. You will find a few minutes of calm that will help you find peace of mind and also the ability to disengage from the false stories that you are probably telling yourself. What else? Talk to someone else. Pour out what you have in your chest. This will enrich your views and if necessary, it will help you to question them. Then, be self-compassionate. Speak to yourself as the wisest and most loving person would. I do this a lot and it is so helpful. I am really grateful to this practice. Then, something that is very simple, do physical exercise, sweat and release endorphins and hormones that contribute to your well-being. What else? Be grateful for all the good that happens to you and savor those experiences because so many times we focus on what we don't like and we hardly pause to take in what we do. Right? Then, surrender and trust. I read once that there is only one source, you can align with it or not, but that source is unique and powerful. Some people call it God, some people call it the universe, some people call it energy, and the best part is that it's available to everyone. And I cannot, uh, you know, avoid telling you this because I love uh, what what's coming. Practice mindfulness. What do I mean by this? Meditation? No. Pay attention to your present experience with interest, curiosity and acceptance. This way you'll avoid misjudgments of reality and you'll be able to choose how to respond. So observe, become an observer of your reality. And if you need to cry, do it and then go back to doing something that nurtures your soul. Nobody drowns in their tears. On the contrary, Crying decompresses the chest, so go ahead and have a good cry. (laughs) And if you need help to deal with what happens to you, ask for it. It's the best investment you will make. Believe me, I'm telling you this by experience. I've been uh, in therapy for, let me count, 24 years therapists of all kinds and also coaching sessions. I'd like to round off with a few words by the famous speaker and author of the great book Dying to Be Me, Anita Murjani. She says, if I'm stressed, anxious, unhappy or something similar, I go inward and tend to that first. I sit with myself, walk in nature or listen to music until I get to a centered place where I feel calm and collected. I noticed that when I do so, my external world also changes and many of the obstacles just fall away without my actually doing anything. That's Anita Murjani for all of you people. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast and if you know someone who needs to take a break, please forward them this post and also invite them to subscribe to the blog. This way, as I always say, we'll build bridges to help one another. It's my mission to reach as many souls as possible to help them find relief. 
Remember that you can also follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as Georgina Hudson Transformational Coach. I'm sending you a big hug until next week.